Welcome to the Confidence Club, where you'll get your weekly dose of all things mindset, personal growth, and self-development. I'm your host, Renell Briggs, entrepreneur, podcaster, and digital creator, and I'm so excited that you're here. I love helping people discover their true potential and help them realize that they are capable of making all of their biggest dreams come true. Ready to feel inspired? Press play and let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Confidence Club podcast. I'm your host, Renelle Briggs, and today I'm joined by my friend and YouTuber, Isabella Loret. She is a College Plus lifestyle YouTuber with over 16,000 subscribers. And along with that, she's also a content creator on TikTok, where she has grown an audience of over 64K people. She is also a college student at UNC Chapel Hill, where she is studying journalism and PR. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today, and I can't wait to get into the episode. But first, I'm going to pass it over to her to introduce herself. Hi, um, I'm Isabella or Bella. Um, I'm so excited to go to be here right now. Um, yeah, you just summed up a lot about me, which was really amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm a college content creator, like you said. Um, YouTube is kind of my main platform, but I also do Instagram content, TikTok, all that fun stuff. Um, right now, we were just talking before we started recording, I'm in my dorm room at my new school, um, so I'm a transfer student, so that has become a big kind of important part of my college content as well, so yeah, I'm just excited to chat today, and that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. I'm seriously so excited. Like, we've been connected for so long, and I can't believe we're just doing this now, but um, I know. I like was never really big into YouTube and then I started watching your videos and I'm like obsessed (laughs) like I love them so much (laughs) oh my gosh stop that's so sweet thank you (laughs) of course so one of the first things I wanted to talk about was definitely social media because like you just finished talking about you are a content creator on a lot of platforms um and you've built up quite an audience on you know all of them like TikTok YouTube and Instagram Um, but I'm curious to know like a little bit about your journey. Like where, when did you start content creation and you know, what was it like at the start versus now? Cause I feel like maybe people who are watching you and coming across you now seem like, feel like you have everything perfect and everything figured out, but I'm assuming it wasn't always like that. Cause I know it wasn't for me. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I love that question. Um, it's definitely one of those, those things where it's like, oh, it seems like someone's put together from the outside, but then like behind the scenes, it's like still a little hectic, chaotic, trying to balance things. Um, but I really kind of started doing more like content creation slash influencing, whatever you want to call it. Um, basically after I graduated high school. So for context right now, I'm a junior in college. Um, so that was a while ago now, but I always like in high school was really one of those girls who loved the whole like YouTube era. Like I feel like it was kind of coming to an end of the whole like Tumblr girl phase and like um, Alicia Marie was like the the back to school YouTuber, like that whole era. Um, And I just absolutely fell in love with those videos. As you can imagine, like a 13 year old me, like absolutely (laughs) thought those were so cool. Um, And I love those. I remember being like super obsessed with DIY videos and trying to like recreate all of them. A lot of them didn't turn out, but I did have some like questionable, like homemade neon room decor in my bedroom for several years. Um, So that's kind of was my first exposure to that kind of creation um, because I was one of those kids like I didn't have a laptop or like use the internet until I was about 12 or 13 
Um, so I was like, wow, this is so amazing. I love it. And I remember just like thinking like, this is the coolest job ever because I remember like, even when I first started watching it, like realizing like these are, um, you know, these are like women who have made their own careers and they look like they're having so much fun. Like that sounds so enjoyable, so creative, and they're really like doing amazing stuff. Um, and I remember like specifically, I was really obsessed with Bethany Moda and she had, (laughs) I was like, I went through this whole phase. Um, and she had this collaboration with Aeropostale, like she had her own line of clothing and perfume. And I remember seeing that and being like, oh my gosh, like this is a real job. It's the coolest job I've ever seen. Look how amazing this is. Like that's all that I want to do. Um, so I was definitely really interested in all of that and really loved watching videos. Um, so from that point, I was always like, oh, like, it would be so cool if I had a channel, like, I think that'd be really fun. Um, but at this point, I was just starting high school. And the idea of being in a teeny tiny high school, and then making YouTube videos, like every single person in my class would know about it. I was like new to this new high school. I was kind of nervous. I didn't really have a lot of friends. Um, So that definitely deterred me. And I started a little bit posting in like junior year and a little bit in sophomore year of high school. Um, And I would make a video and then I would get discouraged. um, And some like well-meaning friends would be like, oh, like I saw your video and I'd be like, I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Um, So I was definitely self-conscious about it. Um, So that's why I didn't really start posting consistently until I graduated. um, Because I had this like cheesy moment of like, hey, I'm not in high school anymore. And the idea of like in college, like, you know, it's this fresh start and you can kind of reinvent yourself. Um, I kind of felt like, hey, like I've always wanted to do this and I really, really love doing it. I'm just going to go for it. Like, I don't care if I'm the YouTube girl in college, which I did end up being. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I was like, this is a really good self-growth moment too, of being like, hey, like I need to do what makes me happy and I need to just go for it. And if people don't really understand it, that's totally fine. They don't need to. Um, So that's a very long-winded story of saying like, that's kind of how that journey went for me. Um, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of imposter syndrome, um, you know, all of that stuff, which is something that I still have now, um, especially since like at every stage in your growth, I think you face different challenges and being, you know, neither a huge creator nor a teeny tiny creator anymore. Like I don't fit into either of those boxes. So I have like incredible friends and connections who are giant creators and I'm so grateful that I get to talk to them and learn from them and have that connection with them because that's an incredible relationship like with online friends and um all of that but then it leads to you know am I doing enough am I growing fast enough Mm -hmm. so that's just all to say like that uncertainty 
that I had in the beginning, like that's not gone. It's just yeah. morphed, um, which I think people don't talk about a lot. So yeah, that was my very long winded uh, answer to that question. <laughs> no, I love that. And it was like so interesting to hear like the behind the scenes. And I think it's going to be really inspiring for a lot of people too, because you know, how many people are scared to show up on social media because they're scared of what other people are going to think. I mean, I was scared to do that too when I started my business in first year because I knew it was going to be different than just posting, you know, once a month or something like that. And actually like having a goal to create a community and audience. And I think that the fact that you love doing YouTube so much is kind of probably one of the driving factors behind it. Cause you know, you can't do it for the external things like the numbers and the people, because none of that really matters if you're not really passionate about what you're doing. It's just kind of yeah. like a metric almost. It's just like, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. And also like, I wanted to ask you because you mentioned how this has turned into like a career. You saw it becoming a career I feel Mm -hmm. like the online space is such a great place to be right now because there's so many opportunities to be able to monetize it. So I'm curious, like, have you monetized your channel and your social media platforms and how have you done that? Yeah, I love that question. Um, So yes, I definitely have done that. I think it was kind of a process that began maybe a year and a half ago ish. Um, For those of you who don't know, like the YouTube process, once you hit Um, a thousand subscribers and a certain amount of uh, watch time hours, which is how many times people have watched your videos, et cetera. Um, You can apply for monetization. So that means you can earn money off of your videos. Um, So it took me a really long time to hit that 1000 subscriber benchmark. Um, I don't remember exactly. I think it was at least a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, so when I hit that, I was obviously like so excited. I was over the moon. Um, and I think that was kind of the beginning of realizing like, Hey, I can actually take this and turn it into, uh, you know, an income, um, obviously a a small, uh, a small income, but, um, you know, you got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So once I hit that benchmark, that was a super exciting time. And I was like, wow, like, how can I go? with this like how can I run with this from here um so besides that I kind of went from there to thinking about my Instagram a little bit more um I think Instagram is a really like fascinating platform for monetizing because there's a lot of opportunity for um kind of like one-on-one working with brands um which is you know, YouTube also has that, but it's like YouTube, like here, we'll put out your video. If a lot of people watch it, that's great. Like, here's your paycheck. If no one watches it, you're like, you know, (laughs) there's nothing we can do. Um, And with uh, Instagram, I think when you're smaller than on YouTube, you still have that earning opportunity, which a lot of people don't realize the value of a small influencer Mm. who really cares about their audience like you can be incredibly successful with that like it's not about the numbers it's about the value of your connection with your audience and like what you love to do which I think a lot of people don't realize um so I think I had about maybe like 1500 followers or maybe around 2000 um when I had my first Instagram brand deal which was um, 
a really, really cool thing is actually with the Dream Achieve workbook, which is my friend mm-hmm. Hannah Ashton's uh, planner company. Um, so I was freaking out because I had watched her channel since I was like, like for years. Um, and that was a really cool opportunity. And like how I came about like with doing that was reaching out, like following brands that I love messaging them and really showing up on that platform as like, Hey, I'm here. I'm interacting with my audience. Like I care about them. I love talking to them. Um, so that's kind of how I approached that opportunity. And from there I was able to say here, I've done this. Um, like let's branch out from there. So that was really exciting. And I think, um, once you get that momentum going, it is a lot easier to kind of snowball that, um, and use that experience that you gain from doing something small to turn it into something big. Um, so from there I started, uh, kind of pitching myself to brands. I would email them like literally out of the blue and be like, Hey, (laughs) um, I really love your brand would you want to work with me and you know 99 times out of 100 just crickets like they wouldn't respond nothing um but you have to send those 100 emails to get one back yeah so that's what I learned um yeah definitely so that's kind of that process and I've been really grateful to like from that be able to create relationships with brands and with Um, like the PR companies really that work with the brands um, to be able to say like, I would love to do this or, Hey, like I'm super busy with class right now. I can't handle like making actually good content for you maybe next semester. Um, So that's kind of like that whole process, but I would definitely say like starting small, like don't underestimate that. Um, I would never like dream that I would get to do some of the really cool stuff that I get to do now. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that whole monetization thing. (laughs) I like that. And I like that you said, like, start small, because I think you're Mm -hmm. right. Like a lot of people think you have to have that 10 K or whatever to be able to start monetizing. But again, like, that's just a number. Like you could have 10,000 followers and nobody really cares what you're doing. You know, like it's, it would be better having 800 and everybody's engaged. So yeah, don't underestimate the, the power of a small audience. Um, and actually, you just said something that I wanted to ask you about, too. Like, how do you how do you balance, um, you know, all of this content creation and school? Because you've been in school for a while now. So how do you do both? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Whenever people ask me this, I always tell them, I'm like, genuinely, I don't know exactly <laughs> the answer. Um, which I think is important to realize that people who you see like, oh, man, like they're doing all this stuff that I want to do they're probably also flying by the seat of their pants and have <laughs> no idea what's happening. Um, so I think that that's kind of a good humbling thing to remember. Um, I really love the word balance, but I think what I've learned is that like when you're trying to balance like something so big as school and then also keeping up with social media, like I'm posting YouTube videos, Instagram reels, TikToks, in-feed posts, emails, everything is that you actually cannot do everything perfectly at the same time. Mm -hmm. You can do one thing really well and one thing okay, vice versa. Um, So I think it's really about prioritizing. What do I need to be doing right now? Do I need to be doing school? Like, is it due right now? Like, is that what needs to happen? Or 
do I need to put school on the back burner for an hour? And do I need to edit this video because I have time? So I think it's definitely thinking about like, you're not going to be able to do everything at once. Like that's, that's not a realistic thing. And you shouldn't push yourself to try and achieve that. But I think what I like to do is be like, what can I do in this moment that's going to bring me closer to where I want to be and not try to do everything at once? Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like, just finished thinking about that, too, because I like I'll be honest, sometimes I get overwhelmed with everything that's going on. And it yeah. doesn't look like it from social media, but, you know, I do. And sometimes I'm just like, I don't even know what I should be doing right now. Um, but I kind of just came to the realization, like, you can do it all. You just can't do it all one day or all at once. Yes. So you have to figure out what's important. And mm-hmm. I, I love that because honestly, it takes off so much stress too. Like if you just focus yeah. on doing one thing at a time and you'll end up getting everything done because now you're focused. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know how people say you can't multitask? It's true. You can't multitask. Yeah, exactly. Well. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I love that. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to become a content creator or influencer? Like, I know there's probably a lot of people who are listening to this who are like, I kind of like, I'm interested in what she's doing or, you know, I've been wanting to start using my social media differently too, because it's becoming such a big thing, but I don't really know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a great question. Okay. I have, I have a couple ideas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I think the first one, which people don't really talk about that much is like, the idea of faking it until you make it, um, which if we're all being honest, this is something that I still do. I think it's something all my influencer friends are still doing. And that's kind of just the idea of um, creating and showing up for the audience that you want to have, even if they're not there yet. And by that, I mean, like, if you had, I don't know, like 100,000 subscribers, of course, they would want you to post like, at least once a week, or maybe twice a week, because they love your content, and they expect you to show up for them. And they want to interact with you. And they want to have that in their subscription box. So even if you have 10 subscribers, you want to say, hey, like, I'm putting in the work, look at like, I'm doing this, I'm showing up. And then those people will come. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really good concept. Um, and also like I did this with my Instagram, like I, one day out of the blue, I started posting like quote, like an influencer. (laughs) Um, so I kind of threw out the idea of like asking myself who cares, like who cares what I ate for breakfast on my story? Like no one cares that I did this today. Um, but that's not true. If you share it, the people who care about that, they're going to come and they're going to want to see what you're up to and they're going to want to interact with you. But if you don't put that out, how are they supposed to find you? How are they supposed to connect with you? Um, So I definitely think that is one of the hardest things is making that leap and being like, Hey, like, I know you might not really care about this, but Mm -hmm. I like to share it and I think it's cool. So I'm going to do it. Um, So definitely that idea of just faking it until you make it um, is something people. Yeah. Um, definitely. I'm still on that. I'm still on that grind too. <laughs> Honestly, I love the phrase like act as if like, cause I'm a really big yeah. fan of the quote that's like visualize your highest self and start showing up. So I do that too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you have to do it in your business. You have to do it in school, like everything, just like act how you want, like the person you want to become and you're going to become that person. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, 
And my second thing, which I actually just thought of like this morning when I was like going through my phone, um, is that I think to be like a quote, like good or like passionate content creator, influencer, whatever you want to be, you have to be like an avid consumer of that content yourself. Like, Mm. like I was talking about, like, I loved watching YouTube videos and I still do. Like, I absolutely love watching people's vlogs. I watch my friends' vlogs all the time. Like when I relax, like I watch YouTube. Um, And I think because of that, it makes me a better editor. It makes me a better person who can talk to a camera. Um, It makes me better at connecting with my audience and showing up for them. Um, And the same thing with Instagram, like if you're not showing up on the platform as a consumer, as well as a creator, um, I think you're going to lose a lot of like insight into what you need to be creating and also a lot of passion and inspiration for what you could be doing. Um, So I think that's definitely a trend. Like I know a lot of my creative friends, they love like, like I said, like if they have a YouTube channel, they love watching YouTube, et cetera. Um, so that's a good one because if you're listening to this, you might be like, hey, like I'm already there. Like I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love um, watching YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to say, like, that can be really valuable. Like, think don't think about that as like, oh, I'm wasting my time. I'm not whatever. Like, no, like that's you um connecting and that's you interacting and that's you learning mm-hmm. new things. And I think that's really valuable. Um, and you shouldn't underestimate that. So definitely that. And okay, I have one more thing. I have so many ideas about this question. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, this was inspired by this random DM that I got the other day. Um, but it's just to kind of like put yourself out on all like a lot of platforms, which I know can seem very overwhelming. Um, but I don't think you need to commit yourself 1000% to every platform that you do. So for me, like I try to prioritize YouTube as much as I can. And then maybe like Instagram and TikTok kind of switch in like second in priority. But I make sure that I'm still showing up on there. But don't like press yourself to be like, I have to post like a million things on every single thing every single day because you're going to get burnt out. Um, But the interesting little story that happened to me the other day is I've always really loved Pinterest. Mm. Um, I I think that was probably the first like quote, like social media (laughs) that I ever had. Um, And I love it to this day. Like that's one thing I like to do to relax is I just go on there and I like curate my pins and I'm not thinking about it. I just like to do it. Like I'm not doing anything with the intention of like, oh, I think this will get me followers or oh, whatever. I just really like being on Pinterest and it gives me a lot of joy and a lot of inspiration. And over the past, I think it's like three months, I started realizing like I'm getting 200,000 impressions a month on my Pinterest. And that's just because I like it so much that I'm putting in that time because I'm enjoying myself on the platform. And I got this DM the other day that said, hey, um, like, I love your YouTube channel. I found you through Pinterest. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like that was never my intention, but because it was something that I enjoyed, um, there was value in that. And someone like discovered me through that avenue, which I thought was really cool. So, um, yeah, I like <laughs> that. that. No, that's so cool. And I actually use Pinterest as a way to relax too. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like, don't worry about anything over there. You know, like I just, yeah. fun. it's not about anything else. So 
Yeah. I also, I always say like Pinterest is the non-social social media yeah, because I, I love it. It doesn't ask anything of you. Like it doesn't ask you like, oh, you have to like this. You have to comment on this. You have to do this, whatever. It's just like, here's some beautiful pictures. Picture. Like, enjoy. <laughs> and I love that so much. Oh my gosh. I love that. Half the wall, like, okay, people listening to this can't see it, but I have a collage wall in the background <laughs> and half the pictures on there from Pinterest. So yeah, we love it. So cute. <laughs> okay. I have another question I want to ask you. And I ask every person that comes on the podcast this because it's one of my favorites. And honestly, every person that I've asked this to has had a different answer. So it's always exciting to see what people say. What does confidence <laughs> mean to you? Oh, okay. I was thinking about this um, before we started recording. Um, and I think like, for me, confidence, like, isn't the idea of like, oh, I wake up every morning, like I'm super secure in my body. And I'm super confident in my, you know, intelligence and everything. I'm just ready to seize the day. Like, I love that feeling. Um, But I think like, an actual measure of confidence is like, being shy and being anxious about things and being a human being, but then saying to yourself, I'm going to try anyway, like, I'm still going to do that thing. And I'm going to be anxious about it, but I'm just going to do it. Um, And I think that is such an amazing, like measure of confidence, in comparison to just being like, Oh, I don't care what anyone thinks of me, like, I'm just perfect. And everything like, I love that feeling. And maybe that's something you can get to, um, which is amazing if you're at that point. But I think it's more about like, waking up and being like, wow, I feel really uncertain. But guess what? I'm like, I'm still going to do it. And I'm going to be in that emotion. And I'm not going to recognize it as negative. Like this is a growth moment for me. And even if you come out of that situation, and you're still like, wow, still still being a little like uncertain and shaky, like, all the more accomplished, like, that's so much more impressive and amazing. And like, go you. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. No, that was great. And nobody's ever said that. And I've never thought about like that. And I like that a lot. So Mm -hmm. see, just why I love the question. Um, (laughs) Okay, I am assuming that everybody is wondering, you know, where they can watch your YouTube videos, where they can connect with you. So where can we find you on social media? Uh, So on YouTube, you can find me Isabella. And then my last name is L-O-R-E. It's pronounced Lorray. I get a lot of questions about that. <laughs> um, so that's where you can find me on YouTube. On Instagram, you can connect with me at Isabella June, like the month, which is my middle name, Lorray. So just my full name. Um, and then I think I have the same handle on TikTok. So you can find me over on there as well. And uh, if you want some Pinterest inspiration, my handle is Miss Bella Larray. So you can also find me over on there. And I love to chat. If you have like a question or something, you can DM me and I will do my very best to answer your question if I, if I can. <laughs> love it. I will put all those links in the show notes. So anybody listening can go straight to your pages. Um, my last question for you. And I ask everybody this on the podcast too, because I love these and I love hearing what everybody else's favorites are. Uh, what's your favorite motivational or inspirational quote? Okay. Um, since we've established, I'm an avid Pinterest lover. <laughs> I have like a million favorite Pinterest quotes and like a whole board but I did choose one. I had to, I had to control myself and only choose one. Um, so the one that I chose for today is if something is for you, all you have to be is you to receive it. And I love that idea. Um, so yeah, I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Oh, I love that. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was like amazing. I feel like I took away so much and I'm honestly inspired to start like creating more again. So thank you for that. And yeah, thank you for chatting with us today. This is awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Confidence Club podcast, and I hope you're feeling inspired to take action towards your dreams. I would love to hear from you, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode, and leave a rate and review so I can continue to bring you content that serves you. If you got value from this episode, share it on your socials with your friends by tagging at the Confidence Club. Want even more inspo? Follow the podcast at the Confidence Club on Instagram. Chat with you soon. Bye!